With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And we are back here at Behind the Steel Curtain on our YouTube channel, looking at the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers initial 53 man roster. We've got to say that it's initial because this could this could change tomorrow. But I am Dave Schofield, co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. I am here with Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. And we are breaking breaking it down. We probably should have stopped right before we got into the defense and done offense in part one, or we should have done the special teams there. But uh, we're breaking it down. Of the all the surprises, all the players that we got, Brian, how do you feel so far? I tell you what, I'm excited about this team. Um, I, me, the guy that has the the big heart, and it's probably going to explode someday. But uh, you know, I I'm that guy that uh, feels bad for these guys that got cut. Um, but you're going to see with 16 guys and no restrictions on a practice squad, you're going to see some of these players back. So. Um, uh, guys like like uh, Switzer and guys like McCullers, I don't think you've seen the last of them. Yeah, I mean, you haven't seen the last of them in the NFL because if they don't get grabbed by somebody else, they're going to be with the Steelers, with the practice squad, with the rules this year. Just to clarify in case people don't realize this, six practice squad spots out of the 16 can be players with an unlimited amount of accrued seasons. So you do not have to you know, guys that in the past that they had to be practice squad eligible that they weren't, that's not the case anymore. You're, it is all about, it could be anybody for six of them, 10 of them, 10 of, 10 of the practice squad guys have to be your typical practice squad players. So we already talked about the defensive line. We talked about the big surprise of Dan McCullers uh, not being kept and Carlos Davis making the team, which, was really so, Brian. Your 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 son. Is he going to be able to? I can't, I guess he can't can't score you any tickets this year because so far we don't have any. But you know, Carlos, maybe, may, maybe a jersey that doesn't come from China. Maybe that you can get that. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe some access to some interviews, Carlos. There you boy. go. There you Davis, go. Davis, take care of the family, Carlos. So, um, 
Moving on to outside linebacker, a little bit of surprise here um, when the news came out. I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday or early this morning? The time has been crazy for me lately. Tuzar? Uh, yeah, yeah, when we found out about Tuzar. That was last night. That was last night. So I'm not crazy. Tuzar Skipper, we found out last night that he was released. Uh, we'll see if he gets claimed. If not, he's a prime practice squad guy. They also cut J. Ron Elliott, who they just brought in. But they wouldn't have even brought in Elliott if they knew if it wasn't for the new rules of the practice squad. They're you know fairly certain he wasn't going to make it. Um, then I thought maybe he would whenever whenever this went down with Tuzar. But the Steelers are rolling with four outside linebackers. Probably the biggest endorsement here is for one Alex Highsmith that they probably feel that he is their main reserve. So you're going with T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Alex Highsmith, and Ola Denier. So if if you don't think Highsmith is ready to get those snaps, then you might be keeping five guys. So so do you think, um, Brian, are, are you all right with Highsmith and Denier as the as the backups here, and that's it? Absolutely, I do not have a problem with that. Remember, there have been times that they kept three outside yes. linebackers, and it was just Chicolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Chicolo was your only, uh, your only reserve yeah. at one point. I think that was 2018. So, you know, now you have Bud and TJ, which you you feel pretty strong with. But they are loving, and they're talking glowingly about Highsmith, and yeah. it seems like uh, he is really turning some heads. So I believe, I mean, he was he was their second pick, even though he was picked in the third round. Um, I really think they believe in this guy. So I'm excited of what he brings. And I just want to go back to draft day when everybody, people were saying who Alex Highsmith. And then you start seeing sound bites from uh, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson saying, when we played this guy, he was absolute. I mean, he is going to be huge someday. He had 14 sacks his last year in college. Now that, and, and those weren't max sacks completely because you're he had a sack against Clemson. I mean they they played some uh, they played some talent there too. Um, UNC Charlotte. Yeah. So you know as far as that goes, I really think that this is they're viewing him as a starter next year because they probably don't believe that Bud's going to be back. Yeah. And if you listen to the Q and A the other day with Tony Defio and myself. Are the Steelers prepping for life without Juju, Connor, and Bud? Well, yeah, that's and the reason Hayward wasn't in the titles because it they didn't really bring anybody in to replace Hayward. But they brought these guys in to be next men up and men in waiting. And it looks like uh, they love what they see from Highsmith. So he's probably going to be that next guy in. But they, I really think they believe in a Denny also. Yeah. And what he's had some signs of brilliance when he's in there. So I'm excited for uh, for these four. Jay Roan, we're going to see him again. Tuzar, we're not. Tuzar might be on the Giants next week. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say. So one thing, 
I know there's some stuff going on in the live chat where they were, because you mentioned Anthony Ciccolo. Yes, he was released by the New Orleans Saints. We are going to do that at the end. We're going to talk about some of these former Steelers that have been released by their teams, because we'll we'll talk about some of that stuff at the end. So for those of you talking about that in the live chat, chat away. We're not ignoring you. We're going to get back to that. Um, the thing that we have to remember about Alex Highsmith is he is living up to, to the hype. And you're like, the hype? There was a guy most of us hadn't heard of, blah, blah, blah. Steelers fans, you need to clear your minds. You need to clear your minds. Chase Claypool is not our first-round pick, and and Alex Highsmith is not our second-round pick. You have to remember that. The Steelers did not have a first-round pick. It was Minka Fitzpatrick. And the Steelers did not have a regular third-round pick. It was Devin Bush from where they traded up the year before. You realize that Alex Highsmith and James Conner were only, I think, drafted two or three spots apart in their in their own drafts. And James Conner was the fourth selection by the Steelers in that draft, where this year, because of everything that else that happened, he was the second selection. So we still think of James Conner as that second, third round pick. Okay. That's what he, that, that's what Alex Highsmith is. So uh, to me, he is living up to 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 the hype that so many people were thinking of him as like a second round pick because he was the second guy taken. So for him to be doing this well is fantastic because I already think the expectations are higher for him than than what they should be. Does that make sense? Yes, and I'm going to back you up by saying that if if people aren't following this, he was a compensatory pick. Yes, he was. So, he was the he's the Le'Veon he Bell pick. Very late. Yeah very late in the third as well. Yeah. And when you're saying who about some of these guys, nobody's saying who about Deontay Johnson right now. Everybody, we had so many owls because everybody was saying who when he was drafted. And a lot of people thought about him as a second round pick and he was a third round pick. Um, yeah. The same thing that you're saying here yeah. um, because they didn't have a second round pick last year. So, you know, um, they scout, and when I talked about this on draft day, you and I and everybody else, all the talking heads, anybody that talks Steelers, we do not have scouting departments that go out. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers do, and they do due diligence, and they do very well at it too. Um, and you've seen how they've drafted over the years, and they really know what they have in this guy. Now, they're going to miss Every team, look how much Belichick misses. Yeah. But, you know, the odds are that they are going to draft better than a lot of teams and draft higher, draft high better than a lot of teams. And I really think they did it with Highsmith. Yes. And, and this is just, this is, this is important to remember that that was where he was drafted. He's, he's doing well. He's living up to the hype um, so far. Let's let's roll on with this. I have so many ideas going through my head. I can't even remember which one it is. So let's let's get rolling here and let's look at the inside linebacker. This might have been the easiest one <laughs> because I still have him with, at four. I know we'll talk about Marcus Allen later that some people look at him. I'm still not calling him an inside linebacker. He is just a guy that can fill in there if they need it until the Steelers actually list him there. So we'll keep him with the safety. So we're just going to stick with the four of Vince Williams, Devin Bush, UG3, Ulysses Gilbert III, and Robert Spillane. That's your inside linebackers. 
how do you feel here? Is this is this one of those places that you're that probably concerns you the most? Yes, and the reason being is that this is probably your least amount of depth on this team, and that includes the safety position. Um, I really think that something happens with Vinny Vidivici, something happens with uh, Devin Bush Jr. Um, there's going to be one of these guys coming in and we've seen it before we've you go and uh Shazier goes down you uh bring Sean Spence off of his couch um you know they don't have an LJ Ford anymore but they have Spillane is a probably one of your better special teamers and he's really good but I don't really know who he is as an inside linebacker UG3 didn't play a lot last year he was injured Dave yeah. um so what I'm thinking here is, are they looking elsewhere or are they, and we're going to talk about them later, or are they grooming uh, uh, Mr. Allen as a, uh, a Mark Barron type? Yeah. Are they, are they looking at playing a different, different kind of defense where they're going to use more secondary guys that can, can then come up in the box, maybe with Terrell Edmonds, Marcus Allen, guys like that. You have to remember, they don't have to do what they've always done. So the other thing to remember with that is who was, you know, last year you had Bush, Williams, and Barron. Who was the next guy in? That was Tyler Medikavich. Yeah. How did you really feel about him as a linebacker and not a special teams player? You you valued him as a special teamer. You got scared when he wasn't. Yeah. Exactly. The, the, and you look at a guy that they had and they lost, LJ Fort. He was more of a player that uh, he was so regarded when he got to Baltimore that they locked him up for two years. Yeah. That's that's a guy that they really liked. Um, I felt more comfortable with an LJ Ford in there. You need you don't have the days like you had when you had Arthur Motes, who was really good at playing inside and outside. He was the Wisniewski. We're talking about Wisniewski playing guard and center. Arthur Motes was so good at that. Um, I would have loved to see them uh, pick up a guy like, uh, and I'm going to butcher this name, Kamale Correa. Who was with uh, who was with Baltimore, and then last year did very well and ended up starting with Tennessee down the stretch. I'd like to see them get a hybrid guy like that that uh, you're very comfortable with in starting. I just don't know enough about UG three right now um, because we didn't see a lot yeah. of them. We saw great stuff from him in preseason, but that's that's third and fourth street uh, string guys that yeah. he's playing against. So. They believe in them. I know that, but this is where your depth comes into question. And if something happens, there is going to be a chasm in the middle. Yeah, and and you, I think this also. You look at the Steelers' depth and everything. It's a linebacker. I think this speaks to the depth at inside linebacker across the NFL. That I just don't know that there's those players. They're gonna they're gonna ride these guys, and. You know, it's kind of one of those things. You can't have five-star backups at every position. You, you can't. can't do that in the NFL. You know, everyone who's still screaming about the Steelers need another backup quarterback. Did it, you know, you can't have a five-star backup at every position. The Steelers' eggs are all in, all in the Ben Roethlisberger basket for 2020. 
it's how it is. You just can't do it. That's there's this thing called a salary cap. The Steelers know what they're doing when it comes to this cap, but you just can't do it everywhere. So I this is one of those positions that they got to have a plan or that this is or, or they'll come up with the plan when it happens. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's move to, here's a surprise, a little bit. I felt that five cornerbacks were locked in. I really did. The fact that they kept the sixth was very interesting. So, so, and not only that, they kept the duplicate. They kept the duplicate. And you'll, you'll see what I mean in just a second. When they kept Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, Justin Lane and undrafted rookie free agent James Pierre out of Florida Atlantic. Why am I calling him a duplicate, Brian? Oh, I'll tell you, Dave. It's because he is the same number as Anthony McFarlane Jr. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's a guy they brought in, didn't even give him his own number. That's the definition of a dash guy, as Lance Williams would say. That's a dash guy. When you don't even get a number, you know, you get the same number as a fourth-round pick that you know that the Steelers are going to keep no matter what. You've got to really do something to make this roster, and he did. Um, like you said, he's a six-two corner. He brings a little bit something different than the other guys. He's a bigger, he's a bigger corner. Um, not going to be shocked if he's. The Steelers have this every every year. They have a guy that is just inactive all the time. This is what I see in James Pierre. Keep him develop him. You don't even have to have him active on game day unless you deal with injury. And there's your guy. Steeler fans, you're probably still, you didn't get to see anything from him because of no preseason. And you're probably still not going to get to see much from him um, for a while for this season. But the Steelers saw enough of him to make sure that they kept him around. What do you think, Brian? Well, here, here's what I'm going to tell you about him. Do you remember in baseball, I think they still have this in baseball, a rule five draft the rule five players that you have okay. to keep them on the roster mm-hmm. or you can, they're going to be picked up if they're not on the 40 man roster, or the 25 man roster. If they're a rule five pickup, if you don't keep them, they're gone and you lose them. Yeah. So I'm looking at James Pierre, Jimmy P I'm looking at Jimmy P mm-hmm. as this guy that they cannot afford to put on the practice squad. Because there's because of his size, there's been some hype about him that they need to put him on the active roster or he will get snapped up. Yes. And I think they noticed that right away. So it's so much safer to keep this guy 
because you don't want to lose them. You want to develop them. So when you're talking about never starting them, not giving them a hat um, and developing this guy, he's basically going to be a practice squad player on, on the, the active roster that no one else can grab. Yes. An unpoachable guy is what, yep. you, what you would like to say. The only we, thing I would poach eggs. There you go. Well, let's let's say this. I'm going to say the same thing about James Pierre right now as I said a year ago about Justin Lane. The best thing that could happen to James Pierre in 2020 is for him to not play a defensive snap. Absolutely. You know, because, and that's best for the Steelers and for him, just like Justin Lane last year, let him develop. I'm sure Lane, you know, I'm assuming Lane's ahead of him on the depth chart, mainly because, Lane, like I said before, Lane is your gunner on special teams. So he's going to get a helmet on game day. Now, if someone goes down and they need someone, who knows if Pierre is, you know, because we don't know based on because of the preseason. We don't know how Lane's developed as a cornerback. We don't know what Pierre actually does while we hear the practice reports. So, because he was getting some hype, the Steelers kept him, and that's good. You don't have to worry about him. You ready to roll a safety, or do you have anything else you want to say about corner? You know, as far as corner goes, I why the lack of love for Justin Lane? I know you just talked about it. Um, yeah. That he should—he was great on special teams last year in, in the depth depth chart. But everybody depth. I'm sorry, depth chart. But um, what everybody's saying here, I'm seeing it a lot. Well, Pierre outplayed Lane. We don't know that. Yeah. We, we just uh, <laughs> with all the cameras we had at practice and all the preseason games we got to see, you know, we can't make those judgments. We really can't. And, and just like what uh, you and Jeff were saying a couple weeks back on the preview with all the hype for why is there a lot of hype for Chase Claypool and Alex Highsmith? Are they trying to pull the swerve? I mean, and I said this earlier in the show, you can't talk about 90 some guys. You know, you really can't. Now, the media can when they're seeing them, but they're not seeing them. So we don't know the inner workings. I I really think Justin Lane is one of those guys that's going to be making that giant leap and yeah. that giant leap in 2020. But we don't want to see much of them. No, don't want to see much of them. That's what, that's what we're going to say. We just don't really want to see these. So that, that's that's fine. Let's. So they kept six cornerbacks. They, they kept the extra defensive back. And one less linebacker, maybe, because we have five safeties, but at least one of which has been has also been playing at some linebacker because they kept the exact five safeties that I predicted, Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Jordan Dangerfield, Marcus Allen, Curtis Riley, and who's missing from this list, Brian? Who is the missing? only draft pick not to make the Antoine roster? Antoine Brooks Jr. Antoine Brooks Jr. I feel that Brooks Jr. and Allen were offering somewhat of the same thing, but Allen was more ready to step up into that linebacker role. So Brooks, I mean, so many people are like, oh, he's going to get claimed. I, I don't know why you would claim a six-round draft pick that you didn't get to see play in the preseason. I don't know why teams would want to do that and put them on your 53-man roster. Because to get claimed, that's where they have to be. You can't claim a guy and put him on your practice squad. He's got to be on your roster. So I think I think Brooks is going to be on the practice squad. I might be wrong. You know, I could eat some crow if I think if he does get claimed. But I think the Steelers realize they would rather lose him than any of these other guys. You got Marcus Allen, who has apparently made some really big strides, and he's also someone who can fill in at linebacker, perhaps. Then you've got Curtis Riley 
who technically can play safety and corner. He's played both in the NFL before. When he started an entire year in New York, it was at safety. Where Last year, he when he was listed as a corner, but he was more of a special teams guy. Jordan Dangerfield, some people, like, like uh, I know Dale Lolly had completely left him off of everything that he spoke about at all in his projection. I feel like he maybe just forgot about him. Jordan, I knew Jordan Dangerfield was going to make this team because he's the only one of the core four special teams guys that I, I said this before that was left from last year. I think he's your special teams captain. So what do you think of the safeties there, Brian? You know what? I, uh, I believe in the entire thing. I'm telling you right now that uh, I really believe that what is going to happen here is that these were the guys that we expected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, this wasn't my, these weren't my surprises. We've already talked about the surprises. You know, we started off with the offense. We talked about the surprises um, at wide receiver. We talked about the surprises on the defensive line. Um, This is just filling out the roster. And like we say, I'm not going to ask this question yet. Anything else about the safeties? Because I'm going to ask you some other questions, but we got to make sure we hit our specialists. Now, you know what? I'm uh, I'm really comfortable with the safeties. I really, they loved Curtis Riley. Yeah. The fans loved Curtis Riley. They, I mean, I knew they were going to keep, keep him. The, it's really the hybrid position that he could play both corner and safety. So I, I expected him to stick. And I really think that he was another guy that uh, would have been tough to keep on, keep on, on, I was going to say the supplemental list, or why was I going to say that, but keep him on the, the practice squad. Yes. So, real, real quick, just to be thorough, special teams, nothing changed from last season. Chris Boswell, Cameron Canada, Jordan Berry. Now, the report was when he was released that the punter, uh, Cordless Waitman, did I say that right? Waltman. Waltman? I thought it was Waitman. I thought it was Waltman. No, I think it's Waitman. Okay. Um, that that he is, they're expecting to sign him to the practice squad. Yes. Which I was right that I said that I thought they might keep a kicker, but I didn't think the Steelers had that kicker on their team. Someone put it out to me later, and I did not realize this because I hadn't heard this, that he might have some experience at least kicking off maybe even possibly field goals. If that's the case, he is the perfect practice squad kicker to keep with 16 guys. If he could come in for either one of them, if there's ever a problem. So um, Wes says I'm correct. And then it's Waitman. Yes. And so, Donald says to Waitman, I thought it was Waltman. Like, yeah. like X-Pac. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm only thinking of remembering of how I have to get it to, to show up right on in the articles. So Brian, now that we've gone over all this, I got to ask you this. Before we, you know, we've kind of mentioned some practice squad guys that were going. Like we said, we don't think Dan McCullers is done with the Steelers. We don't think Ryan Switzer is done with the Steelers. We think that unless they get unless they get claimed off waivers, those are your top two candidates to go on the practice squad, in my opinion. And like I said, I would not be, I would be shocked. The only way I think Ryan Switzer does not get back on this roster in the first quarter of the season is if he's claimed off waivers and not on the Steelers practice squad. I think that he goes there and he gets bumped up. It could even be as early as week one, much like a Johnny Holton thing. I just, it's just what I have is in my gut feeling because of how things are. I still can't believe they only have five wide receivers. That's not usually what the Steelers like to do, but they really like the, the top four that they got. So, but they've got a practice squad, 16 yeah. guys. 
before we go on the other thing, there's a lot of former Steelers that were cut today. Yes. You know, we've got Anthony Ciccolo, didn't make it in New Orleans. We've got Joshua Dobbs um, cut in Jacksonville. We've got Sean Davis, who did that will affect the compensatory formula. It won't make the Steelers lose their top pick they'll get for Javon Hargrave, hopefully, but it did cut down on the chance of them getting two comp picks next year. Um, who's who's another one? I know I thought there was four that I'm trying to think of. Sean Davis, Josh Dobbs. Um, you said Chickalo. Um, I don't know. There, there might have even been more that's out there, but I, but I can't think about it right now. But do you think the Steelers kick the tires on any of these former guys to come back? And if so, who do they bump? Well, you know what, um, Roosevelt Nix. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, who, did, who was Rosie Nix with? He was with the Colts. That's right. Okay. But that um, was a couple of days ago. I remember. So, yeah. So, uh, Rosie Nix is, uh, you know, I would not expect, uh, Rosie Nix to be back. Um, the guy that I think would be back would probably be Davis. Um, if anybody, because of the safety depth is not amazing. And he was not as bad as everybody thinks that he was. Um, you know, Dobbs is a possibility, but I, I think Duck has enough experience that uh that it would be no problem if Dobbs comes back i would think it would be on the practice squad i i would say if the steelers are going to keep a fourth quarterback right now i would be more in favor you know meaning a fourth one on the practice squad i would be more in favor of josh dobbs and paxton lynch and, and the I'm, reason and he, i'm more in favor than that just because of familiarity and, and not only that he's very mobile and when you're preparing and these mobile quarterbacks are popping up everywhere. Um, you face Lamar Jackson twice a year, and you've seen this happen so many times last year when they picked up a running quarterback for the practice squad for one or two weeks to get ready for the, the Ravens, to get ready for the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. They would do that when they would have – and Josh Dobbs is very mobile. Yeah, I, I, I like your Sean Davis idea. Sean Davis left the Steelers because he didn't want to be a backup. He didn't want to sign anything longer because he didn't want to be a backup. If Sean Davis is not going to win, did not win the starting job in Washington and was cut, if he's if he wants to be a if he realizes now that he's going to be a backup, that's a good backup. In my opinion, that's yeah. a good backup at safety. You know, because it's job. That, can, that can come in, but he wants the job. That's going to be the biggest thing uh, when it comes to Sean Davis. But I would be all right with Davis. Who would he bump? That's tough. You know, I I kind of feel like uh, Dangerfield's pretty safe um, because of what you said about him being possible special teams yeah. captain. Um, who does he bump? You know. I really think Riley's kind yeah. of safe too. So, um, I, I mean, in Marcus Allen, if they don't have anything else at linebacker, maybe that's maybe it's one of those things like with Tuzar Skipper, where they kept Pierre long enough that he wasn't in the first wave of stuff that then they could sneak him on. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know if it's a possibility. Um, I'm just saying that one wouldn't shock me. That wouldn't shock me either. They are making a move, they're, they're going to yeah. make some kind of move yeah. tomorrow nope. too. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at that. So, um, but see, Sean Davis, he can sign now. He doesn't have to clear waivers, 
because he's got his four accrued seasons. But I'm even talking so, trade. Something, yeah. Something's so, going to happen. I mean, I'm not talking mm-hmm. a, a trade with somebody that's well-known. Yeah. There's there's going to be a guy like J.J. Wilcox mm-hmm. when they brought him in for like a fourth round or a couple years ago when they make trades like that, when they brought Justin mm-hmm. Gilbert. I'm not yeah. saying that they those guys worked. Yeah. But what I'm saying, you know, something's going to happen. There, there's going to be a, uh, a breaking news story that you're going to have to be all over. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I gotta, I gotta pay attention. Who knows? Maybe it's already happened. I missed it. Cause we're st- still on here. Um, we've got Dave Shipley throwing $5 into the tip jar shit saying you guys rock my box seats in Jacksonville, but he says Jack <laughs> Jagoffville or, or a go bad Davis. Um, so hopefully that means he's he's good to go to be at that game with Pittsburgh. That would be fantastic. Um, did I say in Pittsburgh? I meant against Pittsburgh. I don't know. What against, yeah, against yeah. Pittsburgh. And uh, if I can get down there, Dave, I will. So Thank this, you. Is, this is uh, anything you want to say. I, I still think you're going to have a lot of these guys. That, and anyone that was cut that we were surprised about is prime candidate to be practice squad. Um, when it's all said and done, the Kareth Whites, the Trey Edmonds, um, the Dion Canes, the Amara Darbos, the Ryan Switzers, the um, um, Trey Edmonds, you know, yeah, yeah, I said Trey Edmonds, I think for sure he's going on the practice squad, but they can only have six that that, that have that, you know, of those type of guys. I could see a J. Ron Elliott, um, and I, I think Antoine Brooks, all those guys are going to be prime. Uh, practice squad guys. Calvin Thanks. Taylor is a guy that I think will be. That's up. that's the guy I keep saying, you know, because he's the big he's the big six nine six nine guy, yeah, six nine three hundred ten pounds out of Kentucky. Um, and I think Henry Mondu will be on the practice squad. And Deion Kane, I yeah. If Deion Kane yes. doesn't get grabbed, I would think yeah. that he's a guy that could come back. Because if anything, I could see Trey Edmonds being on the practice squad as both an extra running back or to fill in at fullback if something happened with Derek Watt. So, oh, Trajan Bandy, that's another guy, another defensive guy that I, I could see out there. Lots of guys like that. Can't name any other inside linebackers. They don't have any. They have them all on the team, and that's still only four. So, um, Brian, anything else for the good of the order before we call it a show, wrapping up the initial 53-man roster for the 2020 Steelers? Boys, girls. We're nine days away. I know <laughs> it, it, it's happening. We are shaping up. You know, this is nice. I mean, because we have had, and we've talked about this being the longest off season. It really hasn't. It's been the same amount of off season. However, when you don't have those mini camps, it's a longer off season. And when you have no news, it's a longer off season. So I really just want to say it's happening. We're going to be having football in five days from now. It's not Steeler yeah. football, but it's the Texans. It's the Chiefs. It's Thursday night that kicks it all off. We've got a full day Sunday, and then we're we're starting. The, we're kicking off the doubleheader on Monday night against the Giants. I can't wait. It's happening. Can't and wait. Can't wait. And Big Bros in, in there. I mean, I know he's mouthing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's his signature line, but you know what? We had up to 215 people in the live chat and we went on spur of the moment. So guys, we cannot do this without all of you. We cherish you in the live chat. We cherish you that aren't in the live chat, but that are downloading us later. Make sure you check us out on everything. And when it's up to date, Steeler news, you're going to see it on behind the steel curtain.com. And then you're going to hear it again 
with everything that we have coming up on the podcast platform. So we are your one-stop shop, like Jeff Hartman likes to say. Yeah, and and what I what I'm going to say is, uh, Steelers family, it's time to get the family back together again. I know some people that they weren't really sure what was going on, didn't didn't know if this season would really happen. You know, oh, it's the off season. I'm ready to get excited yet. Now is the time to get excited. You have your 53 man roster. Regular week of practice next week. Here it comes. Here it goes. You're going to see our, you're going to have our whole lineup of shows. We're going to keep coming at you. We want to thank you all for tuning in here today. Make sure you like the video on YouTube. Make sure you're giving that, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, giving us that five star rating. And I think there's no other way to end this, Brian, but to say, let's go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go. We'll see you all next time.